Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. So you mentioned this um, at your presentation, and I forgot to ask earlier. <laughs> Why not do regular like nail salon waxing on your just go in and do that well, what's wrong it, with that it i don't want to make a blanket statement in general mm-hmm. so not all nail shops are con- or salons are created equal so mm-hmm. some of the people that are that work there are fantastic at what they do and they're fully yeah. licensed and insured and all of that fun stuff the problem is is that waxing in general is a very this sounds like a problem but it's for me, it isn't. It's a very profitable industry. Oh. So waxing is by far the most profitable service that I offer. Oh. Um, as far as the cost of product to do the job. So the overhead is very low. Oh, and really what people are paying for is the skill involved. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that took a minute for me to really like be okay with the fact that I'm like, okay, it might only cost me X amount to do this service, but I'm charging this. But I know that they're getting such a quality service that I don't feel guilty anymore, but yes. there, that's a whole other like topic we could delve into as far as why I felt guilty. About it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Um, we could have a whole. We could talk about worth. Yeah. And so so, so <laughs> brow waxing in general, if they're using uh, like cheap popsicle sticks and a cheap wax and whatnot, it might only cost them two to three dollars to do a brow wax, um, and they can do it in like five minutes and less. So yeah. they add, like they like to add it on, and they tend to hurry through it. Yeah. And they might not be, they're not specialized in waxing. They might be, but they might not be. Yeah. And so I get a lot of clients that come in that have been going to a nail shop for years. And it seems like every time they go in and get it done, it just, the hair just kind of starts going away and going away. And then we're back in the 90s with Gwyneth uh, Stefani brows. Oh, yeah. And granted, she could rock those, but the average woman kind of needs a little bit more than that to work with. So... I feel like a lot of the nail shops, they feel like they have to show you that they did something. So they just take a little bit too much Oh, instead of just cleaning up what there is. Like, again, this is a generalization. Not mm-hmm. all technicians yeah. are the same. But um, I've also been in nail shops where I didn't tell them who I was and what I did. Uh-huh. And I look at the walls and I look for the licensing. And so there might only be one person that has been licensed to do waxing and then they come back and they teach everybody else and they think that that's that's enough. It's not something you want to wing. It's just not something that you you want somebody to slap that wax on there and go because that's how you end up with... That's how my friend ended up with half an eyebrow. Exactly. Um, Like I said, there are... It's true though. It is true. It's not something you want to rush and you don't want to to go to somebody who just thinks of it as an add-on upsell. So the the issue that as an esthetician that I run into with nail shops is that they the, all of everybody that's doing it might not actually have been taught how to do yes. it properly. And one of the big things that comes into play is sanitation. Mm-hmm. Like I get ex- in I wow, I can't talk. I get um, gotcha. inspected by the health department and things like that to make sure that I'm upholding sanitation standards. So there are certain things like if you ever walk into a room to get your to get anything waxed and you see wax sticks sitting along the edge of the pot, run. Because that means that they're reusing the sticks on every client. And oh. so if you happen to have um, like a surface bacteria on your skin, because we all do, that okay. is completely benign to you, it could be extremely toxic to me. Oh, Our own personal flora doesn't always play nice with everybody else's, which is why you always wear gloves, why you use all disposables and you don't ever double dip the wax. Um, I, 
I remember from my friend's wedding, the Ashley from uh, Maryland, she was going to go into a room and get her eyebrows waxed before her wedding. And I went to walk in and I saw the wax sticks sitting around the room and I grabbed her off the table and I'm like, you're not doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, as your friend, no. Not today, <laughs> You're Satan. not getting herpes for your wedding. Um, <laughs> because anything that you don't know who's been waxed before. Yeah. And, you know, something that is completely benign, like I said, to one person isn't to the next. And the wax is not hot enough to kill off those germs and bacteria. And if it is, it's too hot to put on your skin and you're going to burn somebody's eyebrow. Happened to my friend as well. Exactly. It's a very easy thing to have happen. So if if you're going to have somebody violently repair off of your body... Go to somebody who that's that's their niche. Yeah. See, <laughs> once sh- again, this is one of those things. Like, if you do not have this conversation, mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah, and I'm not, like I said, not all nail shops are the same. Exactly. It's just it's not their focus. Yeah. So they, it's good to have the what do you look out for? Yes. So awesome. Tell me about touch because mm-hmm. we talked about how we live in a very um, digital society mm-hmm. and no one touches anymore an appropriate touching. <laughs> appropriate Let's touching. Let's keep that it is, above that is the board. Phrase there. Um, But, you know, like we've had, you know, guests and whatnot, and we've talked about, you know, the power of the energy and Mm -hmm. the touch and things like that. So what have you seen with people, like when you connect with people like that? The most obvious place is in facials. Mm -hmm. If I am able to connect with a client, like I'm not big into the woo-woo side of things. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a Reiki practitioner or anything, but I do acknowledge that those those things exist. So I just know that for me personally, I've had clients come in who – they didn't even know that they just needed somebody to hug them. And I know that sounds bizarre, but no, yeah. But we read that with that within 20 seconds. It takes 20 seconds of a hug, of touch of a hug to release dopamine or something. I believe so. Yeah. Um, so when I do a facial, I'm just basically, I'm washing their face basically for an hour, but from like the neck up. So there's a lot of trigger points and tension that can be held from here up because of all of the different muscles in the face and the skull and the neck. There's so many tension points and people don't realize that they hold it there. So during a facial, you can literally feel if you connect with them at the right time and find everything, like if everything has to be kind of play, you know, come into alignment at once sort of thing. And you can literally just feel them sink into the table and you're like, Oh wow, there they go. They're going to feel fantastic after this. And that, that is a super gratifying feeling because it's like, yes, I got you. (laughs) So that's, that's a great point. One, I'm like, all right, sign me up. But, Mm -hmm. um, but I want to hear, so, you know, I was de- describing to you before that, like, okay, what I love about the podcast is that people can have conversations mm-hmm. with you that wouldn't normally. So you just said something that I was like, okay, let's dive into this. I've never, un- so as a very selfish person, myself, um, <laughs> as we all are, um, I love like massages mm-hmm. and things. Yeah, I love being cared for. Okay. Yeah. I love, I love Pam, you know, there's nothing wrong with for. knowing that about yourself. I love people caring about me. Okay. Um, this is why we're good friends. <laughs> exactly. Like, please <laughs> care for me. Um, so it's, I've always found it interesting that like, how can you be happy? You know, like when someone gives a massage, cause you're working the whole time. So what it's do you think it is zen, about though. that? Yeah. The, the motions are very repetitive in order mm-hmm. to kind of put the person at ease and it makes it more soothing and relaxing. And to be honest, it's almost, <laughs> I want to compare it to something like Tai Chi where the motions oh, are very yeah. relaxing and rhythmic. So it's just as relaxing for me sometimes as it is for my client. Oh. Um, like sometimes I have to like step on my own foot or something like that. So I don't get too zoned out. <laughs> so like, you're like, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm right. um, the facial expressions that estheticians make when our clients are on the table and we're trying not to sneeze or cough or fall asleep must be pretty hilarious sometimes. But, um, you know, every job has its hardships. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we all have our cross to bear. Yeah. 
That's interesting. So I, I like that. I think that I like knowing that about people because just you take it out of the context of like with your job mm-hmm. and what you're passionate about. But like when we let other people care for us, it can actually be a blessing mm-hmm. to them too. So that's yeah, a good no, reminder. For, for me, I like I said, I find it very, very satisfying and it, it makes me feel good about my day. Like I was able to help somebody because mm-hmm. I have a, a serving sort of personality type. I always have. Yeah. So if I'm able to take care of somebody in some way, shape or form, then it makes me feel better about my day to day because I think that a big part of it is like my background my family is very unconventional is probably the best way to put it so my my both of my parents were very introverted so like Mm. from a young age I was very much on my own and I think I've kind of sought out a family and built Mm. my own out of my people Um, that's why I always joke that I collect people it's it's you and I said that same thing yeah, yeah completely true because I want I want that big family. Mm. And it's not that, like, my childhood wasn't traumatic or anything crazy. Yeah. It was just both of my family, all of my family members are introverts. Mm. What do you think you are? I am, well, I've, I've actually been tested. I yeah. know that sounds weird. <laughs> um, I am an INTJ female. INTJ. But I have a caregiver personality type, which is a very awkward thing to be. <laughs> that is interesting. So I tested in eighth grade as an ENFP, mm-hmm. but I... This um, is why we get on. Yes. Um, so for everyone listening, this is Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. um, which then I read a whole book. and I Oh, my gosh. There's I'm so many. I'm such a liar. This is not... I did not read a book. I listened to the audio version, and I listened to about that an counts. hour of it. That's an hour of it. And it was about how Myers-Briggs was started by a mother-daughter thing mm-hmm. and how it was based on all this theory. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, that's the, what any book is based I know. on. That's what all um, psychology is. Yeah, it's exactly. like, we have a theory. Let's see. Yes. Yeah, so it just was interesting. But um, point being, mm-hmm. I, I've retaken it on the online mm-hmm. things all the time. But I always – I want to go back and take, like, the one I did in eighth grade, which was, like, you know, huge booklet and everything oh, yeah. like that. Because I think I answered some of them the way I knew you should answer it because that makes sense part of my background is like there's a right way to do things you Mm -hmm. know and so in my current life it's kind of like you know there's a there's a best way to do it so why wouldn't we do it the best way or something and so i kind of know my now that i know myself more and more honest Mm -hmm. like i bet i answered it with how i thought i should but um but anyway, uh, with the introverts, extrovert, I was thinking about that. Like, I've always felt like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely an extrovert. I've titled this the introverts extrovert to explain <laughs> that I will be the extrovert on behalf of the introverts, you know. And we appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, but I realized I'm a, I need a lot more decompression time than I thought because I've watched a lot of Netflix mm-hmm. since we got Netflix. And that's re- that's personal time well, for And me. that's okay, too, because yeah. I know that if I remember correctly, I am a 52% introvert and then like 48% extrovert. So I can flip mine on and off when I need to, yes. which is why I'm able to invade people's personal space for a living. Because um, nice. if I didn't have that, there's no way I could do this. Yes. And I feel like everybody has a, it's a scale. Yeah. You can be an extrovert in some situations, which yes. you're in your comfort zone or whatnot. And then you might go back to the introvert when you're not. It just depends on what your comfort zone is. I've always, it's funny because I've lived here now in the same place for over 12 years and even with like the current, you know, with work and networking and things like that, I see the same people. And so it's definitely that comfortable mm-hmm. extrovert. But if I go to a new place where I don't know anyone, I'm not going to be walking in the same way I walk into a meeting where I know everybody, yeah, you know, so totally get that. That's an interesting. I'm yeah. really good with like, I feel like I'm an extrovert if the group is like four or less. 
I have no problem yeah. like helping lead the conversation and keep things going and try to keep the awkward silences at a minimum, yes. you know. But if it's more than four to five people, I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm sitting there, I'm quiet, and occasionally you'll hear like a little sarcastic comment from me in the back. Yes. That's about where Which I, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate that. I I do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah, for me, I kind of it depends who else is around. If there's exactly. a more dominant person, I can kind of yeah shut shut down more, and then someone. But then I'm like. Why don't I get to be the quiet one? Why do I feel? And then I realize, guys, I can be. You can be. You I can be like, whatever you want to be. Yeah, I can it's do whatever thing. I want. It's taken me almost 40 years, but I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, not whatever. I mean, there's, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> there's laws and things like that. You know, go figure. But. Minor, minor detail. Okay. Let's get, so you are so awesome. You Thank gave you. a, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you gave a presentation last week at oh, a meeting Lord. we were at, and it, it was all women. And so, guys... Either, you know, you can be a part of this. You might get some insight. I don't know. Pretty sure I traumatized the cook that was in the back. Yes, so. I, I saw him back there. Yeah, so I was trying really hard not to look over there because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to talk about what it is that I do if I make eye contact with this poor guy. Um, so <laughs> we started talking about Brazilians and I loved there was like, what is a Brazilian? Mm-hmm. And this is something because we talked about, OK, if you come on the podcast, what's something people don't talk about? Well, intimate waxing, intimate waxing. Yeah. All right. So let's go there. OK. Because I know just from that meeting alone, meeting, what's wrong? My, that well, meeting. we are in Noakesville. Right? Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, from that meeting, just a few of, you know, there was the the couple, a few people where it's like, what is that? And mm-hmm. then there's, I would never, or I had, and there's all the different and then the things. the ones yelling, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> yes. So let's break it down. You're welcome. I will have the conversation that other people <laughs> don't want to have. All right. What is a Brazilian? How does it, what, how does that whole area work? Well, that's a whole other conversation in wow. general. <laughs> um, so a Brazilian wax is fundamentally everything taken off from Lady Town all with right. wax. I love that term, Lady Town. <laughs> Thank you. That's a great way to like, okay, let's all be comfortable, guys. We're yeah, going I to Lady if there's Town. any littles in the car or whatnot. Oh, you know, you're so nice. I, I try. Um, yeah. The mom and me, like I said, it's yeah, a, it's a so good. perpetual thing. It's awesome. Uh, so it can be as much or as little as the client wants to take. Um, there are also male Brazilians. That's not something that I've been trained to do, but I do have a friend who that's one of her specialties. So if anybody is, so you refer that out. I refer that yeah, one out. That one's not. Um, but your specialty is Brazilian, Brazilian waxing. Eighty to ninety percent of my book is Brazilian waxing. As in, like your whole client base? Yes. Eighty to ninety percent. Yes. Okay. So I have a very awkward job. (laughs) If somebody had told me that that would have been what I specialized in when I went to aesthetic school, I I would never have believed them because that's not what I went for. Yeah, I actually hated waxing because I didn't I don't like inflicting pain. I like to take care of people. So waxing just did not make sense. And I was kind of traumatized by my one of my instructor's stories. Um, When she was a young girl, teenager, uh, she went and got her first ever wax and it was done by somebody who didn't know what they were doing. And the woman tore her perineum. Oh, like she needed stitches to be put back together. <gasps> oh, no. And there's all there's there's a lot of horror stories out there when it comes to bikini waxing or yeah. or Brazilian waxing or whatever in that general area, because it Jeez. is a delicate area. You don't you don't just go in there and start slapping wax around and rip. Um, you have to do it. You don't want like a two minute wax job. Like, no, no. I mean, you want it to be done quickly and effectively <laughs> to make it as the, you know, minimize pain as possible. But at the same time, you have to be careful and you have to know what you're doing. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are expected, like the beauty industry training wise, sometimes people aren't trained as well as they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm 
INTJ, so I overprepare by over-researching and over-prepare everything. Yes. So I ended up being really good at it. Um, so that's what people started filling up my book with. And after I worked at one of the larger waxing chains, European Wax Center, mm-hmm. um, the one that's right here on Sudley Manor oh, okay. in Sudley. And after six hour shifts of 15 minute Brazilians all day, every day, after like a week and a half, I'm like, I'm good. This isn't awkward anymore. Here we go. <laughs> and that's, that's like why, okay, like I feel like this feels like an odd topic it for is. a podcast really episode. But once again, people are going to be a- asking these questions. A lot so. of people do the service. It's yes. not like a, a thing that you rarely get on your book. Yes. Most of my day is waxing. But if you think about it, women are uncomfortable to like go to the gynecologist. Yes. Sorry, that guys. is a totally, totally um, different animal. And so, but that's like with a doctor. And so then to go mm-hmm. to someone and do this, it's just very vulnerable. Yes. Very that, that vulnerable. That is a very good word for it. And so talk us through how to help with the vulnerability because, and not everyone needs to go full because that's no. not people saying, but if you just need to, if you want to feel good in that area, you know, mm-hmm. clean up, how, what can, what truth, what wisdom can you share for people to be like, girl, get on in here. Well, if you've ever. Or guy, but not it, to Sarah, someone not, else. Not to me. Yeah. I'm afraid. Sorry, fellas. I don't, nothing personal, but. <laughs> Um, I'd rather not hurt anybody. So that's why I don't take care of male clients because I've just never been trained on how to do it properly. Uh, I guess the best thing is that it's awkward for all of like five minutes, Mm -hmm. especially the first meeting. The first Mm -hmm. appointment is always the most awkward. I usually answer whatever questions the clients have. I ask them a bunch of questions as well to make sure that it's the right service for them Mm because if they have... Um, any autoimmune issues and things like that. Sometimes waxing isn't ideal. Oh. Um, but there's other products that I can use. Like I also have sugar wax, which is what, well, it's called sugaring, but some people call it sugar wax and it's a little bit more soft and gentle on the skin. It's not my favorite way of yeah. removing hair just because it's a little bit slower. And I think that that increases the uncomfortableness mm-hmm. of it, but it depends on what the client needs. So yeah. we have options, I guess is the best nice. way to put it. Um, it, it's, once you're there and we're talking, it's not awkward anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's very odd going, I just made an appointment to go take off my pants in front of somebody I've never met before. <laughs> and like, I have the strangest way of getting to know new people. I, I completely acknowledge that fact. And I mean, that's why I, I love my, my waxing clients, though, because we get to a level of comfort so fast yes. that like, they're, they're my friends. Like, I, yeah. I think of the service as I'm helping a girlfriend with something that she can't reach. That is an amazing way to put it. Yeah, I'm just helping somebody with something they can't manage themselves. And when you put it in that context, it's not nearly as awkward. Yes. If I stopped and thought really, really hard about yeah. what I do, I'd probably psych myself out. But got it. I mean, to be honest, it's never as a technician looking at doing the service. Mm-hmm. All I'm looking at is okay. Her skin looks a little thinner here. I need to be careful with how I put mm. the wax or what direction is the hair going? Like th- there's no, there's never any judgment or I'm not overanalyzing anything other than how do I get the hair off where she wants the hair gone? <laughs> like, and it, that's once it's you're so th- good, but yeah. that's what people need to hear because yeah. like I visited a doctor, which we can have remain nameless. Okay. <laughs> and I ended up knowing that doctor, but I did not know I knew him before I went in for this consultation. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be awkward at all. And it ended up being, you know, just really awkward. Seeing parts of me that I wasn't planning to show. Mm-hmm. And, um, but. But it probably wasn't a thing for him at exactly. all. Exactly. And no. I remember telling the nurse, like, oh my gosh, I know him. And she's like, what do you think he's looking at next door? 
It was hemorrhoids, people, okay? It was hemorrhoids. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> you don't have to wonder. Yes, you don't even have to wonder. It happened freaking motherhood. Mm-hmm. So, um, but she's like, girl, what do you think he's looking at next door? Like, mm-hmm. this is nothing. And so I was like, all right, I'm doing this. Now, of course, if that if that makes you uncomfortable, you could leave. No oh, problem. But I was like, you know what? This is his job. Yes. And like, you know what? It is what it is. I mean, so. it- I asked a, that question before I was an esthetician to a friend of mine who was a massage therapist. I'm like, how do you deal with the fact that you're, you know, going all up at, you know, touching naked people all day and every day? And she's like, after a while, she's like, they're just, it's just a body on the table. You're literally just feeling the muscle fibers. You're feeling the skin, making sure that everything's gliding the way that it needs to, trying to find the the pressure points and things like that, the knots. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't even think about, it. it's a different type of touch. Mm. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing as, as, you know, casual human interaction touch it's Mm -hmm. more more clinical but less clinical than the doctor because i feel like doctors have to maintain this kind of super professional persona where they act like you're not really there Mm. (laughs) i have i do the opposite approach so i want you to know that you're there it's okay i've got you Mm. and you don't have to be stressed out like you're okay (laughs) Mm. yes so that's a good point kind of that uh separate Mm -hmm. um that's interesting what do you want women to take away? Why, if someone's like, uh, I don't need to do that, mm. what do you think women or men, but especially women, need to hear? It isn't, f- it isn't whatever ideals you have about Brazilian waxing is uh-huh. probably wrong. Um, a lot of my clients have come to me for like the more obvious reason, like spicing up a a marriage or a relationship that's got kind of stagnant. It's like, let's change things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But 90% of the women that come in, they come in because of uh, hygienic maintenance for themselves. It makes them feel better. Mm. Um, it sounds a little odd, but like if you're sensitive to razors and you like swimsuit season, things mm. like that, and you're self-conscious about it, waxing is definitely preferable. Um, I know that I personally, I can't shave. Not mm-hmm. to overshare or TMI or anything, but welcome to the club. Girl. Yeah, my my skin to TMI is, club. I'm <laughs> not TMI commenting club. on my my grooming habits just yet. That's fair enough. Um, I if I shave even my underarms, I get mm-hmm. serious irritation. Mm-hmm. I just my skin doesn't like it. And then yeah. when the hair grows back in, it's a little bit more. I call it like the rough side of the Velcro, like it's rough and it just doesn't feel good. But when you wax, you're pulling the hair up from the root. So the hair grows in finer. So it's not as noticeable. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, from personal experience, I just feel tidier if I do. So that's, that's what most women come in and get it for. They may have started out for the more, (laughs) more intimate reasons, but they keep doing it for them. Yeah. So that's interesting. What have you seen? What have you learned? What have I seen? (laughs) Well, actually, yeah, I've seen a lot. If you want (laughs) to, if you want to share anything you've seen, I'm sure people have those questions, but I also respect HIPAA. Yes, uh, very much so. And so I, uh, I will say that every single client that comes in for the first time thinks they must be the hairiest person I've ever (laughs) encountered in my career. And I promise you, you're not like, we're all very different in that general area. Uh huh. We're all very unique and everybody is self-conscious about, about it and don't be, because I promise you like, boom, take away. Yeah. (laughs) Just don't. There you go. Um, My friend, he always is like, you know, you always are like, say that one more time. I feel like for years I can be like, say that one more time. Everyone thinks they're hairier. They're, they think they're, yeah, they think they're the hairiest client I've ever seen, but they're really not. And don't be as self-conscious because I promise you, we all have the same basic bits. Let's just be real. So it's not that different. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's so, oh, it's so great, 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 great. Okay. So women, like I said, we'll focus on women for Mm -hmm. today. Um, 
why why take care of yourself? Why I loved what you said in the beginning about, or I loved what you said earlier about women needing to that we don't take enough care of people. So we don't care take care of ourselves. ourselves. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, we're so busy. Thank you. So what you said earlier about women take care of everyone else but mm-hmm. themselves. So generally speaking, how how can they finally bite the bullet to come do something for themselves? Just wanting to, just making sure that they take that twenty minute appointment or that you know, hour long facial mm-hmm. appointment, it's an hour out of every month, maybe for self care. Mm-hmm. And it can be it's more accessible than you think. Mm. Um, there are a lot of high end resort sort of spas. And there's that's that part of my industry is mm-hmm. I knew that that wasn't where I belonged, though. Mm-hmm. I, I always use the word bougie, like it's kind of a negative, And it's not really not it's just a different demographic than what I personally feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because I don't come from a bougie background. <laughs> Um, my, my target demographic client is a working mom or a young professional mom or just a young professional woman trying to figure out who she is as a woman. And a lot of times they don't know how to do something for themselves mm. or cause again, that's not something that I feel like we're really encouraged to do. Yeah. I know that for me growing up, I have an older sister with a disability and mm. my, most of my childhood was focused on taking care of her like yeah. not not that i wasn't like an in-home nurse for my sister or anything like that yeah. but, but you did stuff that other kids don't have to deal with yeah that didn't have to do yeah um so it's i was i felt like i was always supposed to take care of everybody else mm. and you know now as an adult i i get personal gratification from doing so but i feel like i was kind of trained to do that yeah. <laughs> in a certain in yeah. a certain way i guess um, it's hard to art- articulate exactly. But. Well, how, that reminds me, how do you do self-care for you then? If your self-care is doing for others, ah, trigger re- point, yeah, I really, see it. really bad about taking my own advice. Um, yes. I have a, a couple friends who thankfully are in the industry and mm-hmm. uh, I go to them. I have a, an amazing friend named Stephanie Mulligan who owns Trifecta Body Works and mm-hmm. she works out of the Basler Chiropractic Clinic. And she is one of the most amazing massage therapists I've ever encountered. Awesome. Like that, remember the the floaty feeling where I'm like, haha, yeah. I got that client yes. and they finally relaxed. She can do that to me in about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I amazing. bet it's hard for you to go there it's because really, you're... It's really, really hard. Yeah. Um, I guess probably because I'm used to doing the touching, mm-hmm. accepting touch is something that I'm not the best at either. Because mm-hmm. again, I am also an awkward human. <laughs> so, um, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I always joke that the reason why my clients can feel less awkward is because I'm already really awkward. You're so like, I'll see your like, awkwardness like, and I will good. raise you. Exactly. I will I'm raise like, you that awkwardness. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to like, they're like, try to put me at ease. And then haha, you can't be uncomfortable if you're trying to make me feel comfortable. Psychological Ooh. trick. Oh, mm. see? Brilliant. Yeah, it works though. Brilliant. That's uh, kind of, well, that's, you know, it's, that's kind of like what my, I feel like, I don't know if you'd call it technique or what, but like. Let me mm-hmm. let me put all my stuff out there. Yeah. Cause then, you know, you don't have to worry about exactly. your stuff. I'll just be I'll be awkward and yep. and I'll say the weird, inappropriate things and yep. I'll take one for the team. Don't <laughs> worry. I got you. But yeah, I've got Stephanie who takes care of me and then another good friend who does uh Shiatsu Shintai. And so she and I will trade facials for sessions and uh Liana who now works with me as a part time massage therapist. So if I'm desperate I can hit her up too. But <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Get some. But you need like me said, time too, you know. I do. That's the thing. Yeah. I do. I um I I yeah, I don't do a ton of things for self-care cuz yeah. there's not a whole lot of time left in the day after everything, mm-hmm. but I like to read, I like to play video games, things that kind of let me mentally disengage from the world mm-hmm. for a few minutes and that's 
usually all I need. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I'm a very low maintenance person considering what I do for a living. Yeah, but know thyself. Yep, it's a big thing. Jeremy, do you have any questions, follow-up? How was that conversation about the <laughs> Brazilians? Did you feel awkward and uncomfortable? I did feel awkward. Yeah. And fairly uncomfortable. Why is it called a Brazilian? Because it was, I don't know if this is no, something okay. that we really want to go down. Um, it was mostly, it became popular in Brazil. Okay. Um, so the, not Mardi Gras. I can't think of the... Uh, Carnival. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I only know that because I watch Rio with my oh, kids. I love that, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Carnival, the costumes, traditionally speaking, are oh. very scanty. So oh. it became, it just what it became named. So there was the bikini line, which is anything that would show out of a typical swimsuit. And then, you know, it kind of started going deeper from there. So most people are familiar with things mm. like the landing strip and whatnot. So it's just a deeper bikini. God. And then... In Brazil, it became popular to just take it all. Deeper so, as in less fabric. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, is the, that is the way to put it. Um, so there's less hair also. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the Brazilian is just, it takes everything. So that's why I believe it was, why it's been coined that. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. I've, every place that I've worked, they've called things a little bit different, but mm. yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why I came up with the names that I did. So I have the bikini line and then the Brazilian, which most people know those yes. two different things. And then, again, the friend Ashley, she came up with the name for the, the service that I call the in-betweeny. So it's anywhere in between the bikini line and the Brazilian. <laughs> the in-betweeny. <laughs> the in-betweeny. Um, I love that. Yeah. So it's like, where do you want hair? Where do you don't? And yeah. that's all I need to know. <laughs> I love. So when we were at um, our meeting and you did a presentation, I was like, thought I was making a joke because mm -hmm. I was like, I just want to come in and be like, do whatever he thinks best. And no I've one, had that happen too. No one in the crowd was like, they, I think they were like, oh, Sarah, yeah. Do you do that? And I, I do like, do that. Yeah. Guys, I, I <laughs> yeah, you were joking. Kidding. But no, um, legitimately, I've had clients but, go, I don't want everything to be gone, but I don't know what I should do. What yeah, should I do? That's good. And I'll look at the hair growth pattern. And yeah. if their hair is like the typical hair growth pattern, which everything kind of like goes in and hair follows the curves of the body. Mm -hmm. um, the triangle shape works well. And oh. in, in, like, or landing strip. Again, it just depends on how the hair grows. But if you have hair that points in one direction and I try to force it to point the other way, it doesn't work. So I, See, I got totally humbled then and now. Yeah. Like, dang, there's really a science to this. <laughs> there, there really is. There's a That's lot that awesome. goes into it and making sure that you're doing it well. Um, I've gotten some very interesting requests. Mm -hmm. um, the strangest to date has been a lightning bolt. Oh. Um, I don't know. All I know is that they were. she was getting married and her attended or intended was a huge Harry Potter fan. Apparently I just, I thought it was hilarious. So oh. I, I did the best that I could and she loved it. That's all that matters. That, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, yeah. there's been a lot of, it's, it's, it sounds awesome to yeah. me. <laughs> my my like, job oh, is so, so cool. ridiculous and I absolutely <laughs> love it, but you know, it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <Yeah. laughs> Expecto Patrona. Right. I guess. <laughs> I don't, I don't think or I got that. Maybe. I don't know. It's close enough. I, I don't know. Yeah. We yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 It's, it's don't at me. You Potter fans. <laughs> mm. I, I am a fan. Yeah. I just don't know enough to know the right words. Fair enough. No, I, uh -huh. I just think it's absolutely ridiculous and so fun. Like, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. You're like, I did not sign up for how much no. of life, how much of everyone's life is like, I did not sign up for no. this. Like I did not sign up to be the Brazilian expert. No. And 
here I am. Um, and here I am. Um, I, I still very vividly remember the first time I ever heard of the service. And it was, I was 19 years old, worked at a Barnes & Noble cafe, and the girl that was supposed to replace me on shift was running late because her waxing appointment ran late. And our very fabulous co-worker was explaining to me what it was. And I was like, why in the world would you do that to yourself? Why? Let alone pay somebody else to do it to you. And I'm like, oh, the irony. Um, and now cut to how many years later, and you're yeah, like, ladies. I, yeah, come, um, come see me. I got you. Come see um, me. I'll take care of you. And you're lady, lady town. Lady town. Come to lady town. Yeah. Lady town, yeah. I love lady town. Yeah. It's a great, it's great. The bits. Mm. The lady town lady bits. Lady bits, yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank and you. thank you for just having a heart for caring for people. Because I thank think you. that that's what makes you unique. Thank you. I like it. I love that. I'm very happy with my life right now, so I'm very glad to be here. (laughs) Aw, I'm glad. Well, thank you, Sarah. Thank you. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by TwinMusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, M&M Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.